I'm glad you chose to join us today. Today's date is December, December 27th, year 2020. This is the last Sunday of the year 2020. The text I have for today is Luke chapter 2, and I'll be starting at verse 21. If you would turn into your Bibles, or in this case, turn to your in your phones to Luke chapter 2, we're starting at verse 21. It goes as follows. Eight days later, when the baby was circumcised, he was named Jesus, the name given him by the angel even before he was conceived. This was the time for the, their purification offering as required by the law of Moses after the birth of a child. So his parents took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. The law of the Lord says if a woman's firstborn is a boy, he must be dedicated to the Lord. So they offered the sacrifice required in the law of the Lord, either a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. At the, excuse me, at that time there was a man in Jerusalem named Simeon. He was a righteous and devout and was eagerly waiting for the Messiah to come to rescue Israel. The Holy Spirit was upon him and had revealed to him that he would not die until he had seen the Lord's Messiah. That day, the Spirit led him to the temple. So when Mary and Joseph came to present the baby Jesus to the Lord, as the law required, Simeon was there. He took the child in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, now let your spirit die in peace as you had promised. I have seen your salvation, which you have prepared for all people. He is the light to reveal God to the nations, and he is the glory of your people Israel. Jesus' parents were amazed at what was said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, the baby's mother, This child is destined to cause many in Israel to fall, but he will be a joy to many others. He has been sent as a sign from God, but many will oppose him. As a result, the deepest thoughts of many hearts will be revealed and the sword will pierce your heart, your soul as well. Anna, a prophet, was also there in the temple. She was the daughter of Phanael from the temple, excuse me, from the tribe of Asher, and she was very old. Her husband died when they had been married only seven years. Then she lived as a widow and to the age of 84. She never left the temple, but stayed there day and night, worshiping God with fasting and praying. She came along just as Simeon was talking with Mary and Joseph, and she began praising God. She talked about the child to everyone who had been, who had been waiting expectantly for God to rescue Jerusalem. When Jesus' parents had fulfilled all the requirements of the law of the Lord, they returned home to Nazareth in Galilee. There the child grew up healthy and strong. He was filled with wisdom, and God's favor was on him. The reading of God's word. Be by your hand with me, please. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, in this uh, familiar passage, Lord, I believe you have a message for us. 
even here in the 21st century. And Lord, Luke does a great job of uh, making regular everyday people that you choose to use uh, vessels uh, hand-picked by you. And Father, I just ask that you, uh, as your spirit moves along within us today, Lord, that we would uh, sense that you want to use us today. So Father, we are attuned to your message. Use us today. In Jesus' name, amen. I have heard it said, it is hazardous to be born a woman. <laughs> More parts to go wrong, I guess. In the first two verses, we have four separate actions taking place in order to fulfill the law as recorded in Leviticus chapter 12. The woman is unclean after giving birth uh, for 40 days if it's a boy. I never really figured out why if she gave birth to a girl, her impurity would last twice as long, 80 days. But that was the reality of a Hebrew woman. During the time of impurity, the woman could not touch anything sacred. In Mary's case, she was unclean for 40 days. It's broken down in verses 21 and 22. She gave birth to a boy. On the eighth day, the boy is circumcised and proclaimed and proclaimed the name to be given. In this case, in this case, the name Jesus is officially given him. Circumcision was a Jewish act of separating themselves from Gentiles and to give testimony to their unique relationship with God. And this is dating back all the way to Abraham. Today, because of what Jesus Christ did for us on the cross, circumcision has taken on another meaning other than physical. The Apostle Paul explains it best in Romans 2, verses 28 and 29. I'm going to read it to you from the New Living Translation. For you, not, for you are not a true Jew because you were born of Jewish parents or because you have gone through the ceremony of circumcision. This is it. No, a true Jew is one whose heart is right with God. And true circumcision is not merely obeying the letter of the law. Rather, it is a change of heart produced by God's Spirit. A changed heart. And a person with a changed heart seeks praise from God, not from people. That's good news for Gentiles like most of us are. Why wait till the eighth day to give the child a name? <laughs> Uh, the Bible is silent, and, but it's uh, a tradition that has been passed on for all these years. Luke 2.22 uh, happens. It, it transpires 33 days uh, later after the circumcision, a total of 40 days. Mary and Joseph traveled with Jesus, uh, most likely from Nazareth to Jerusalem. They planned it so they would arrive on the 40th day. I will never forget what it was like to make that first overnight trip with a newborn. <laughs> Kathy and I, we packed our 71 O's to the gills. Uh, this because we didn't want to forget anything. 
I was allowed, however, a little peephole in the back window for my rearview mirror. For Mary and Joseph, this would be like a traveling camping trip. And I don't really want to guess how long this journey would take. But you can figure it took several days after they arrived in Jerusalem. Uh, the, the fun really begins to uh, happen when they get into the temple. They offered the sacrifice of a poor couple, a pair of pigeons, in keeping with the law of the Lord. And then in verse 25 is when it starts to happen. It's God using devout people for his glory. I always marvel at the people choice God makes. I'm thinking of uh, 2 Timothy. I just read it not that long ago, and it relates uh, really well to this. 2 Timothy 20, 2.20, excuse me. In a large house, there are articles not only of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay. Some are for noble purposes, and some for ignoble. If a man cleanses himself for the latter, he will be an instrument of noble purposes made holy, useful to the master, and prepared to do any good work. Verse 22, flee the evil desires of youth and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace, along with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. At the hands of God are many vessels to be used at his will. Simeon and Anna have made themselves pure by exercising the spiritual disciplines that made them instruments to be used for noble purposes. Do you desire to be used like that? It all starts by God calling, by calling on the Lord out of a pure heart. It's a, it's a holiness thing. The Wesleyan tradition uh, asserts that Christian holiness embraces not only power for effective service, but also purity of heart and life. Power, power is the spirit at work through us. Purity is the work of the spirit in us. Let me refer to first the Thessalonians. First Thessalonians. It is God's will that you should be sanctified. For God did not call us to be impure, but to live a holy life. Holiness and purity are interrelated. And when his Holy Spirit purifies our hearts by faith, his holiness is imparted to us. John Wesley's brother, Charles Wesley, captured that concept in the hymn, Love Divine, All Love Excelling, with these, with these words. Finish then thy new creation, pure and spotless, let us be. In turn, Simeon and Anna each uh, held the, the author and perfecter of their faith in their arms. Because they were upright in God's eyes, they were given words of prophecy, encouragement to this young couple. Parents, doesn't our hearts swell when strangers offer up praise for our children when it's done spontaneously? 
Mary is uh, capturing each moment in her heart, recognizing the hand of God working in their lives. Simeon saying, oh Lord, with my own eyes, I have seen your salvation as you have promised. And then he goes on to say, now you can dismiss me, your servant in peace, for my eyes have seen your salvation. Can you imagine being the parent hearing this said of your child? You did this in the sight of all the people. This boy will be the light for revelation to the Gentiles, that's us, and for the glory of the people of Israel. I can envision Mary and Joseph's mouth uh, stuck in the open position out of awe and wonderment. And as Simeon finishes prophecy, another uh, old person sweeps the boy into her arms and declares, At that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. We all, uh, excuse me, what we glean from our passage of Scripture is the kind of people God chooses to use. <laughs> we have everything he is looking for available to us at this very moment. We are tempted to think we are not ready. <laughs> have to be more prepared. Have to have more training. We are trained today in our culture to always want more. There's a, a great commercial, I'm not gonna share it with you. With more. I have more. You don't have to have a PhD. You don't have to have formal education. You don't have to think that you have to get the Bible memorized and, and read all the way through so you know what to respond, how to respond. <laughs> Those are excuses used by Satan to quiet God's voice in your life. I'm reminded of a song that we used to sing. Uh, it reminds me of the lives God chooses to use throughout history. This song is titled, Little Is Much When God Is In It. When I was thinking of Mary and Joseph, I would use, does the place you're called to labor seem so small and little known? <laughs> I could just see Mary and Joseph saying, who am I? I come from Nazareth. It is great if God is in it, and he will not forget his own. And then I think of Simeon and Anna, this old couple. Are you laid aside from service, body worn from toil and care? Today, are you old? Are you used up in your own mind? Stamina running low? Listen, you can still be in the battle in the sacred place of prayer. And remember, little is much when God is in it. Labor not for wealth or fame. There's a crown and you can win it if you go in Jesus' name. To be used by God starts simply by making God, Jesus Christ, and the Spirit first in your life.
Will you bow your heads with me, please? Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, this passage of Scripture, this uh, a text that was before us today, it speaks of several things, but of obedience to you is what really stands out. And the other thing that really stands out is the people that you choose to use. A young couple, a teenage mom, and then the other extreme, two very old people ready to die at any moment, now released because they have seen your salvation, Jesus Christ. And then we're reminded who this, who this child is, the reason for the season, born to take our place, born to teach us how to live an upright life for you, Father. May it be so, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I'd like to take this moment to say Happy New Year's, and we'll see you next week. God bless you. Bye.